0: It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Wait, is it, is it over? Is it finally freaking over? Hey, everybody, welcome to the Money in the Bank Instant Reaction Edition of the Evan Roberts Podcast. I actually enjoyed doing this because in the past, when the WWE has a pay-per-view, a special event, whatever the heck you want to call it, I find myself at about 10 o'clock getting very lazy, getting very tired, and falling asleep. And even though sleep is good, I do like sleep, I don't get a lot of it, but I do like it, the negative was I'd wake up the next day, I'd come into work and say, "Hey, I don't really want to know the outcome." I, I went to sleep early. I get back, and you know, all my radio shows over at one o'clock with Beningo. I can pop on whatever pay per view I missed at three thirty and finish it. Except I would never be able to get through a full day because I'd be at work. Brian Monzo, who produces, Mike's on Frances on the Fan, would say, "Hey, uh, Ev, what, what'd you think of it, uh, Jinder Mahal last night? You know, what'd you think of it?" And I'd say, bro, I I fell asleep at 9.57 because I'm an old man. And so I would never be able to get through a day. It would all be spoiled for me. This, you know, telling myself and tweeting out, hey, after this event is over, I'm going to do 20 minutes, 50, whatever it is, an instant reaction is almost forcing me to stay up. And the truth is, like tonight, I'll sum it up very quickly. I was entertained. It was a good event, but I think what we're all thinking, I assume what you're thinking, whether you're listening at one o'clock in the morning (laughs) for some reason, because you can't sleep or you're listening the next day or the day after is you're probably thinking what I'm thinking, which is what everybody's thinking. And that's these events last forever. I mean, they do. I said that the last time when we did backlash, It, it just, it never, ever ends. And so what they decided to do was, hey, let's start it at seven o'clock, which, by the way, is a great idea. Hey, let's start this thing at seven. You know, we'll make it three and a half hours. That's what at least I would think it would be. Three hours and change. Things over by 1030. Sure, it's long, but it's not overly late. They start this thing at seven and it didn't end till well after 11 o'clock again. And before I get into this event and what I liked about it, what I didn't like about it, what I'm looking forward to, I'll say this again, cause I said it last time. So I don't want to berate the point. Having only one pay-per-view a month is actually not a good thing. I like it a lot better when they separate the brands because when you don't separate the brands, you have what you had tonight, which is a four plus, four, a four plus hour pay-per-view. And oh, by the way, there was a pre-show. Are you freaking kidding me? They showed a highlight of this pre-show. I'm thinking, really? Who the hell's watching that? But let me get to this event because, you know, pound for pound, when you just look at these matches and how entertaining they were and to a degree how surprising they were, some were surprising, it was a very good event. It really was. And, you know, maybe what made it good is that because they don't care about time, because Hey, we'll go past 11 o'clock, whatever. They were able to give really good competitors more time than maybe they would under the old format where they're strict about three hours. A great example of that to me was the WWE title match. I don't have the exact time of how long it lasted, but it felt like a long time. And I don't mean that in a bad way, because it wasn't like I'm looking at the clock every five seconds thinking, when is this thing going to end? They gave them a lot of time. And to me, it was the match of the night. The disappointing thing about it was that it didn't close the show. (laughs) I mean, how many times in a row will they not have the WWE Championship close the show? Think about that. When was the last time the WWE Championship, you know, the main title, what's supposed to be, the title with the great history, the title that goes back to Bruno Sammartino and Hulk Hogan, guys like that? When's the last time that title closed an event? Because I'm always still a sucker that what closes the event is the main event. And I'll get to my thoughts on the selection of who won the main event. But I thought AJ and Nakamura were tremendous. There were some really good spots in this match. I thought the phenomenal forearm off the ropes through the announcer's table was a great ending. I mean, there were so many close calls in this match that you were going to have to come up with something pretty creative to end it. As the match was going on, I was going back and forth about who I thought would win this title, and because it wasn't the last match, it led me towards AJ Styles retaining, and this was a great feud, and I would have to think this feud has to end now, because they've had these three matches, AJ won the match at WrestleMania, they had the no decision at that, you know, whatever event, the greatest Royal Rumble, I I really don't like calling it that, so we'll just call it the event in which they did not allow women Because that's basically what happened, okay? They did not allow women. It was offensive to the host country. Good job, WWE. Anyhow, they had the no contest there, and then this one was the third match, but it's another AJ victory. And while, to me, all these matches were great in their own way, when you continue to have matches and the same guy wins, you kind of have to move on. And that's the only thing that scares me about it. Nakamura is very good. I admit that. And I'm not a big NXT guy. And I've gotten three text messages over the last 24 hours from different people saying, Dude, you got to watch NXT. And I'm going to discuss that a little bit later on why I refuse to watch NXT. But I do respect that Nakamura came from there. Obviously, he came from a lot more before that. Wrestling in Japan and whatnot. But I actually did see his match. I think it was with Sami Zayn, the first match that he ever had in NXT. I have great respect for Nakamura. I think he's actually portrayed the heel pretty well, and I was skeptical of how he was going to portray the heel, but where do they go with him now? I mean, they really can't have another match. They could try, and the only reason I think they may try is because the next pay-per-view is another specialty pay-per-view, so I guess they could do it again, but I don't know how you top this one. I, I, I don't. So couple of things one I close it with this because I think AJ needs to move on with a fresh angle and I'm worried about what they do with Nakamura absolutely and I just I don't think they can top this match so to try to top it at exchange exchange rules whatever the hell it's called extreme rules is what happens when you're tired I went to a bouncy house today I know that's very unrelated I took my son my wife and I took our son on his father's day to a bouncy house. So I was running around this freaking bouncy house. Falling on my ass every five seconds. Then I played baseball later. So uh, exchange rules. Whatever the hell it's called. Great match though. AJ Nakamura match of the night. Let me get to the opener. Daniel Bryan and Big Cass. And it is kind of similar. What I'm about to say about Bryan and Cass is very similar to the AJ Nakamura thing. And as I'm watching Bryan and Cass. I got to tell you. I thought they were going to put Cass over. I really did. And the reason I thought so is because, A, they hate Daniel Bryan. And I don't mean they as in the people, but it feels like the company never goes all the way with him. They did that one time at WrestleMania and he got hurt. The way they screwed around with him at that Royal Rumble the following year. I don't know. Maybe I'm just an idiot. I don't look at the odds anymore to know who's going to win, because if you look at the odds, you get a good idea. I just thought, I don't know, Cass coming back from an injury, they're going to give him a victory, because if Bryan wins again, which he did... How do you keep it going? You can't. You kind of have to move on. And if you move on, Big Cass just came back dramatically and lost. (laughs) So where do you go with him? And I'll tell you where you should go with him. But first to Daniel Bryan. Daniel Bryan's awesome. He's great. And I found myself very emotionally invested in this match because I really didn't want to see Daniel Bryan lose. And there were a couple of times where I thought he would. I thought when Cass put his little torture rack on him, I thought they were going to go with some crappy, I passed out, it's over, Brian loses. I don't know, just some BS. But Brian beat him clean. He had him tap. It was a very, did he have him tap? I can't even remember. It was five hours ago. I think he did. I think he tapped like a little bitch. Is that what they say? Isn't that what Kurt Angle used to say? I'm going to make you tap like a, whatever. Uh, It was a very good match. Very good match. And Daniel Bryan's awesome. And I, I hope he gets put into the title picture. And maybe that's where they go next for AJ. They go AJ, Daniel Bryan. I think that would be a tremendous feud and, and certainly a way to electrify Barclays Center at SummerSlam. That's the kind of match that either you have at SummerSlam or WrestleMania. And maybe that's where they go. As far as what they should do with Big Cass, I, I, I got to tell you. Big Cass was over as the muscle, the talent, but not the guy on the mic as much in the realest guys in the room. And I know that Enzo's not coming back. I haven't followed his legal issues to know what ended up happening. But I I think Cass is a tag team wrestler. I do. I don't think he's a singles competitor on any kind of main event level. I think he's been lost as a heel. I don't think he has any direction. He's got a stupid look on his face. Sure, he's big, and I know Vince loves that. I'm sure he loves that, but I don't see it, and I think that's a part of why I was emotionally invested in this match because I did not want to see Daniel Bryan lose to this guy. I think he's a tag team wrestler at best, and if Enzo ever – did Enzo get cleared? Somebody told me he did, but I don't really know for sure. So I don't want to – here's the thing about the podcast when I do an instant reaction to wrestling. I'm not going to prepare the way I do for a radio show, 10 to 1 with Beningo. You know, I like to be informed when I'm talking about things. <laughs> but with wrestling, I don't care. I'm just going to tell you what I think I've heard. That's it. So I don't know if he was cleared or not, but he's a tag team wrestler. Uh, simple as that. Lashley, Sami Sammy Zayn. Dude, what the hell are they doing with Bobby Lashley? So he crushes Sammy. I mean, crushes him. It was a squash match. He beats him with a suplex. Ooh, he holds him above his head for a very long time. The whole buildup with the family? I love my sisters. I mean, what the hell are they doing with this guy? Bobby, Ash- Bobby Lashley's a badass, right? We all get that. They have to use him as more of a badass. He's got to heal it up. I-, I mean, I guess he did kind of heal it up with the way he pinned Sami Zayn, but I don't know. He's got to get a smile off his face. Bobby Lashley's got to go full heel. By the way, Miz and Mrs., the reality show. Oh, my wife is pumped. Oh, she's excited. We watch Total Bellas. We watch Total Divas. Miz and Mrs., you're next. Here's what I liked about Seth Rollins against Elias. I'm going to tell you what I liked. It felt old school because Seth sold me so well when he jumped off the ropes And landed kind of awkwardly on his knee. And he sold it like I thought he was done. The way he reacted, I thought, oh, crap, this guy re-injured his knee. He's in a lot of trouble. And it was a really, that was a real solid match. That's what I'm saying. Like, the wrestling was very good tonight. Wasn't it? You know, the wrestling is really good. I think that gets forgotten a lot. I think we've raised the bar too much. But think about it. There was some really good wrestling tonight. And I thought Seth Rollins and Elias was really good wrestling. Um, what I wonder about, and Monzo has said this, so if I don't think Monzo will ever listen to this podcast. I don't think he cares. Monzo once told me that when anyone else talks wrestling, he gets pissed because he feels he's better at it than anybody else, which he may not be wrong about. Monzo's a very passionate guy. So Monzo's not listening to this. But I'm going to give Monzo credit about something. I don't know why I'm whispering. So Monzo says to me, hey, Seth Rollins, that's the main event. He's the guy on Raw now. And I I said back to him, yeah, I mean, he's doing well. He's over with the crowd, but I don't know. If you keep the IC title on him, then there is no growth. And so guys like Monzo who like what he's doing, like what he's doing, but there'll never be growth for him to get back in that title picture. And remember, this was a guy who closed the WrestleMania by cashing in and winning the championship in this huge moment and then was the main heel for half a year before he got hurt. And I think this is the best stuff he's done, no doubt, since he's come back from the injury. I just feel awkward that he's got the IC title on him because he can't, you know, unless they do something weird, he can't move to that next level with the title on him. So that's why I thought for a second Elias would knock him off. They had a cool little ending where Elias is pinning him and then Seth reverses it. And I think Elias was holding the tights. I'm not sure Seth was, but that was a very solid match. Uh, Let's get to the Money in the Bank with the ladies. What was good about it, you ready for this? They actually had an outcome because last year they screwed the first ever Women's Money in the Bank match by having that little shh, nah, I don't want to curse. That little guy, James Ellsworth, interfere to help Carmelo win. That, that, that rubbed me the wrong way because you're supposed to have a historic moment. Why is this little turd interfering? Why are you doing Oh, Oh, yeah, I know. We'll get to that later. thought it was a very good match. You know what I thought about while I was watching that match? And this is not an insult to all the women that competed in it. It's really tough to screw up a money-in-the-bank match. It's very interesting. you got so many people involved. you got the ladders. People can take such breaks that everybody's kind of fresh because everybody's not wrestling all at the same time. It's tough to screw it up. The one thing that was screwed up, did anybody notice this? Naomi, and I I thought she was going to win because the timing was so blanked up that Naomi's standing there. She's trying to grab the briefcase, and no one's stopping her. So she looked like a klutz because she couldn't get the briefcase off. Meanwhile, somebody missed their spot. Very good match. Uh, Alexa Bliss winning, was it a surprise? I texted a buddy of mine saying, hey, I'm surprised Bliss won. And he said, why? And I thought about that. And he's right. I don't know why I was surprised. I think it's because this dude called up last week and was so confident. He said, hey, um, Evan, Natty's going to win Money in the Bank. And I don't know why I believed him. I just bought into it. I said, yeah, you know what? That makes a lot of sense. So I think I bought in to Natty winning. And maybe it's because Natty's always around Ronda Rousey. So I thought sort of what he thought. Hey, she'll win. She'll screw Rousey. Okay. Now we've got a program for the rest of the summer. But Bliss winning does make a lot of sense. She's a really good heel. She is. She's a good heel. So that was a good victory for Alexa Bliss. And it was a good match. Uh, what's the next one we have? Oh, yeah, Roman Reigns. <laughs> The crowd crapped all over the match. (laughs) Roman Reigns, Jinder Mahal. I don't know. What am I... Can I just pile on? Should I just do that? Should I just pile on? Nobody gives a flying you-know-what about Roman Reigns. That's the problem. This is different than Cena. I mean, I go back and forth about this. I may have even said on the last podcast, hey, it's just like Cena. It's not just like Cena. Because... There was legit, I care about him and I hate him. Oh, no, no, I love him back and forth about John Cena. That isn't always the case with Roman Reigns. The worst reaction you could get is the reaction they got tonight. If, Roman Re- if that match featured Roman sucks, let's go Roman, Roman sucks, that's not necessarily a bad thing. It may be bad if they want to make him a face, which they've been pushing, but it's not bad because he's getting a reaction. So during this match, which I have already forgotten about. I mean, it is so who gives a crap. Predictable garbage that I've already forgotten. any. I, I, I guess Roman Reigns super punched him, right? And he looks strong. Something, Something along the lines of that, right? Well, the crowd is chanting within a minute, CM Punk, CM Punk. Who, by the way, I don't even like anymore. The guy gets his ass kicked in UFC. He, he's got a weird attitude. I don't know. I liked CM Punk as a wrestler. I did. But I don't know. Since he's left, he's kind of a jackass. But whatever. The city of Chicago chants his name. Great. Then they're chanting, Cena sucks. We like Cena. Let's go Cena. They are doing everything they can to ignore this match. And I'm telling you right now, if they ever Decide to do Roman Reigns, Brock Lesnar in Brooklyn, it is going to be a disaster. I think they would make the crowd in Brooklyn for a SummerSlam main event <laughs> between those two guys. I think they would make Bill Goldberg, Lesnar at 20 look meek. And I don't know because I think they're headed there because they're keeping Roman Reigns away from the big stuff right ever since that weird match with lesnar at the event that they wouldn't allow women at or to compete in that's what i call it now like i said earlier ever since then they've put him in a spot in which they're keeping him from any kind of title picture he wasn't in the money ban- money in the bank because he got screwed by jinder mahal at least this wasn't the main event though i mean can you imagine would it surprise you if it was the main event they main evented it last time at backlash Roman Reigns, Joe. And, of course, Roman beats him. Enough of this. I'm not saying Roman Reigns is the worst. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying the way they book him right now is awful. And they cannot main event him at SummerSlam with Brock Lesnar. They cannot. I don't know what they should do with him. I don't know. I can't even think of a good idea. But I'll tell you what's not a good idea Him main eventing against Brock Lesnar at SummerSlam. I wonder what they're going to do at SummerSlam. Actually, I know what they're going to do at SummerSlam. I'll reveal at the end what I think they're going to do at SummerSlam. Uh, Let's get to Carmella Asuka. Did I talk about that? Oh, no. Yeah, Carmella Asuka. So, I knew Carmella was going to win because she recently won the title. She cashed in. It was the longest cash-in wait we've ever had. Remember, she won because of that dweeb James Ellsworth and that whole angle they did a year ago. So she cashes in two months ago. She's facing Asuka, who, you know, she lost once. So, all right, so she's got the, she's got the L next to her, but you know she's not winning. Something screwy is going to happen. So it's a relatively good match. You now Asuka's really, really talented, no doubt about it. She may be pound for pound the best women's wrestler. I, I haven't fully decided that yet, but I'm leaning that way. So they're having a good match. And all of a sudden, Asuka sees somebody dressed with her mask. And first of all, the the head tilt thing made me laugh because it made me think of my uh, dog Dudley. Because Dudley always does a head tilt when he wants food. He'll just tilt his head over. So fake Asuka mask person does the head tilt. And they're really building this up. And the reason I'm confused is Asuka's reaction is as if she saw a ghost, right? Because somebody's wearing her mask. Now, I'm thinking. Well, is this going to be a long-lost sister? Is this going to be kind of a Kane Undertaker thing? Because she's giving such an over the overreaction reaction. Overreaction over reaction, reaction. She's giving such an over-the-top. That's what I'm looking for. Over-the-top reaction. That something's going on here. So I, I'm intrigued. I'm thinking. All right, what do we got here? Who's taking the mask off? Right. And the mask comes off, and it's the dweeb. It's James Ellsworth. And, and here's the part that really freaked me out, all right? So Ellsworth takes the mask off, and Asuka looks at him and looks even more scared. Why are you scared? Kick him or something. I, that, I did not understand. To me, it ruined the whole thing. All I can think about is the fact that Asuka gave such an odd reaction not only to seeing somebody wear her mask, but James Ellsworth being the guy. Did they have a relationship in the past or something? Am I missing something? Did they sleep together? Like, what's going on here? Why did, why did she have such a reaction? It was weird. It was really, really weird. So what does that mean? They're going to continue feuding. Okay. And now this guy's going to skip around with Carmella? what the did we really need more james ellsworth that whole angle with james ellsworth over a year and a half ago was horrible it was horribly stupid with dean ambrose and aj styles it was a colossal waste of time and now they're bringing him back i don't know Eh, it doesn't do it for me doesn't do it for me let me get to another women's match by the way how about that three women's matches They really have come a long way. And I'm into it. I used to not be into it at all. I'm into it. They do a good job. So we've got the Nia Jax round the Rousey match, which I really thought was going to be the main event because of the way they're pushing Rousey and how big of a deal it is. Now, before I get to this match and what they did with it, I I thought this was a terrible decision to even have the match. When we did, and it was months ago, when we did the WrestleMania post-podcast, I think we went on and on about all the possibilities they had with her. That whatever they do, it's got to be slow, though. You can't quick build it. You've got to give her just feuds for the next few months. And if you do it the right way, I don't think it's crazy to think she could main event WrestleMania. Legitimately main event WrestleMania for the first time ever. Have a women's match be the main event at WrestleMania if you did it the right way. You can't just say, oh, it's Ronda Rousey against Charlotte, boom, main event. No, no, no. It's got to be done the right way. And so far, they've done it horribly. Because there is no way that, to me at least, I mean, maybe you disagree, that it's a good idea to just throw her into a title match. And look at the way they did it. So Nia Jax does this awkward, bullying is bad thing. Remember that whole thing? And look, bullying is bad. No one's disagreeing, but... It's weird. Wrestling is bullying. So I I went on this a long time ago. The whole thing was weird. Bottom line is she's a face. She's a face. She's a face. So all of a sudden, they tell us on some red carpet that Nia Jax challenged Ronda Rousey. Can you win this? And now Nia Jax is acting like a heel. I hate that. They did that with Shawn Michaels and Hulk Hogan. Where they said, oh, we're going to have Hogan, Shawn Michaels at SummerSlam. Well, clearly someone's got to be a heel. And they turned Shawn Michaels a heel for two months. And then as soon as Hogan was gone, he was back to being in a face. It was really stupid. I know that was Hogan. I'm sure it was. Brother, I
1: I need to face a heel.
0: Or whatever he says. I don't have a good Hulk Hogan imitation. I don't think I have a good imitation at anything. Actually, I've got a pretty good Bill Clinton imitation. Hi. I really shouldn't talk anymore. Every time I open my mouth, I say very stupid things now about women, uh, about Monica, about, uh, about everything. So I should, nah, that one isn't even that good either. Well, whatever. So I didn't like the idea of this match. Now, I, I, you knew Ronda Rousey, though, isn't winning the title, and you knew she wasn't losing. So it was just a matter of how are they going to do this. I thought the match was okay. I think she can wrestle. She had some good spots in this thing. She's not bad, and she's only going to get better. So uh, I think that's a big compliment to Ronda Rousey. I think she's pretty good. And so what they decide to do is they have Alexa Bliss cash in, <laughs> which I figured could happen with Natty, or at least that's what the caller said, so I agreed with him and thought, hey, that makes a lot of sense. But the Bliss thing works. She's good. She's a really, really good heel. I'm not sure that Alexa Bliss, Ronda Rousey is a program I'm that excited about. But maybe they go back to the Alexa Bliss, Nia Jax thing. Here's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking Ronda Rousey we don't see for two months anyway. So her next match will be at SummerSlam. And so what they'll do is Bliss, Nia will have a match at Extreme Rules. Uh, Bliss will win. And then they'll have, maybe they'll go triple threat. Take a little pressure off Ronda. I'm not sure. But even though they can still do the same thing, the slow build for her big eventual championship, I don't like the fact she had a title match right out of the gate, but the match wasn't bad. So Alexa Cash is in, and that, my friends, your only title change tonight. How about that? At least on the main show. Was there anything on the pre-show? I don't even know. I'm sorry. I'm not tuning in. at 6.15. All right, let's get to the big one. Let's get to the main event, because the main event to me is not only interesting. I like to see what they're going to do next, and we look into what they're going to do next. Uh, Going into it, I'll tell you what I wanted and what I thought was going to happen. I didn't think Braun Strowman would win because I didn't think Braun Strowman needed to win. And I thought that, you know, Braun Strowman walking around with a briefcase doesn't make a lot of sense. And is he doing a sneak attack? It just it was weird to me. But what I would have liked and maybe this ends up happening with Braun Strowman what i'm about to describe here's what i wanted i wanted finn balor to win because a i think finn balor should be the next big superstar in this company i think he should be the guy they're promoting not roman reigns that's number one number two i thought balor or what i would have liked to have seen because i didn't think this would happen is that balor could do what rob van dam did many years ago where rvd won the money in the bank And didn't cash in secretly against John Cena. He said, I'm going to fight you at this event. And, of course, it was the ECW one-night stand. Really, really cool moment. I think they ruined it with edge interfering. But I love that, you know, John Cena playing a road game, basically. So I thought, hey, Balor wins, ultimate good guy. Hey, Lesnar, I'm cashing in in Brooklyn, New York. And it just sets up a main event. Because I don't think you should do everything the same way every year. The money in the bank, yes, it's become this thing where heel wins it, heel cashes in at this crazy time and usually wins. Not always. Obviously, there have been exceptions to that whole thing, but that seems to be the formula more times than it isn't. And I want to see something different. That's why I'm what I'm leading to is that Strowman could be that guy because Braun Strowman doesn't fit the normal money in the bank guy. It's just going to be a matter of, how they execute it with him. Now, they could do exactly what I just said. Stroman could come out Monday, throw the briefcase down, and say, I want Brock Lesnar SummerSlam. Or I want Brock Lesnar... Well, it has to be SummerSlam. You, you can't do it any other time. And maybe that's what they do with it. I don't know. Because Stroman clearly is the... He's the guy outside of Reigns that you could see them pushing. Because he's a big guy. They like him. So... Here's what I think now is going to happen. I think they're going to set up Roman Reigns, Brock Lesnar, and Braun Strowman at SummerSlam. Uh, I think that giving Strowman this is an easy way to get involved in that. Uh, Like I mentioned earlier, the idea of Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns on their own main eventing a SummerSlam is a really, really bad idea. And I'd hope they know that. So I think what they'll do is they'll have the cash-in not really be a cash-in. I think they'll go with what I suggested with Finn Balor, where at some point, Stroman just says, I'm cashing it in. Maybe what they can do, maybe this is what they'll do. Roman will win a number one contendership thing. Stroman will feel screwed. I'm not sure how he gets screwed. And Stroman says, all right, you know what, I'm involved too. Obviously, he'll do it in his Braun-Strowman kind of way. And that's how it becomes a triple threat match. Because I think that one-on-one Lesnar range they can't do. And hopefully Vince McMahon and the crew understands that. And if they're going to do something different, Strowman is probably the guy. So that's where I think they're going with it. I mean, where else would they? They can't have Braun Strowman dragging this thing out for a year. It's just, it doesn't work with him. It doesn't work with him. So I think it has to be something like that. As far as individual things in this match, Strowman was the star. Let's face it. And I think that's really, really impressive. Braun Strowman's a superstar for this reason. He's a big guy, but he does things in the ring and outside the ring that electrifies an audience that really doesn't love just big guys. You know what I mean? And I think that's very impressive that Braun Strowman can do that. We have an audience now in professional wrestling that love AJ Styles that loves Daniel Bryan, that loves guys that can execute. They don't love Roman Reigns, right? They love that. And so the fact that Braun Strowman, who when he first came in, let's go back. So Braun Strowman comes in as part of that group with Bray Wyatt. And right out of the gate, there were rumors. Braun Strowman, Undertaker at WrestleMania. And I remember reading and hearing this revolt of how could they do that that's such a terrible idea you're gonna have braun Strowman, this big dud against the other and luckily they didn't do it and braun Strowman's character developed and he became a singles competitor and he has become a star and he's become a guy that's organically become a star in my opinion and i really believe that he does not fit what I think the audience wants in 2018. They want Daniel Bryan. They want AJ Styles, right? Those are the guys. They can wrestle. And even though Vince may disagree, I think that's overall what the audience wants. And so the audience will crap on guys that are not that, right? They don't crap on Braun Strowman. And I think some of the things he did tonight or last night or the night before, whenever you're listening, is exactly why. When he throws Kevin Owens off a very, very high ladder, even though he's not doing anything, like what's he doing? Kevin Owens is doing it. Kevin Owens is taking the bump. It's still, oh, you know, there's still this great reaction to it. How about when Strowman runs through the ladder being held by Finn Balor and somebody else? I'm not sure. I think it may have been Bobby Roode. And he just runs through the ladder that they're holding. And again, oh, and Miz is amazing. Miz is really a star. The reaction, and good job by the camera guys, getting the reaction of Miz after all this happens, this inquisitive uh, mouth open, aghast look on his face, just selling selling the over-the-top stuff that Braun Strowman is doing. The only negative I had was Michael Cole screaming at the top of his lungs, it's the monster in the bank who wrote you that stupid line. Did Vince hand it to you? Oh, it's the monster in the bank. Stop it. So other than that call, it was good. And, you know, maybe, you know, here's what I'm thinking. Since Backlash, I watch wrestling, right? I watch Raw and I watch SmackDown. But I've been lazy to it over the last month. And I think that's because things got very stale. They told you, okay, this is this match this is the pay-per-view And the last few weeks have felt as if it's been this slow slog towards this pay-per-view. So I, as a fan, haven't been as invested in it over the last few weeks. You know, I just haven't been. And maybe being less invested in it has opened up the questions more on who's going to win. Who's going to win? Who's going to win? Who's going to win? And what I think I like about Strowman winning because I do think they'll go with the Stroman, Reigns, Lesnar thing at SummerSlam, is they have a plan. And sometimes when they pick a money in the bank winner, there is no plan. It's simply let's stun the audience into being like, whoa, that guy won? I think that there's a plan with Braun Strowman. And I think at some point, maybe it is SummerSlam, and it probably will be, he's going to be the next champion. And that's a better decision than Roman Reigns. And I think at this point it's a better decision than Brock Lesnar because I think Brock holding it for as long as he has, he got to beat CM Punk's record, which I know makes everybody happy in the headquarters. I think the time has come for a guy that could at least wrestle when there are pay-per-views and show up. How impressive is Lesnar's championship run when he's never, ever there? Real quick about NXT. I hear it's amazing. Every few months when they have a pay-per-view, it's awesome. It's amazing. You've got to watch it. You know what I think the problem is? I've said this before. There's a lot of wrestling on. There's three hours of Raw. There's two hours of SmackDown. Obviously, there's a lot of sports I watch, and I love to watch. It's not for the job. It's because I love sports, and obviously, I'm then on the radio talking about it. So during the baseball season, there are Met games as much as they suck, but, hey, they've won two in a row. Dom Smith should be optioned to AAA simply for the crap he pulled. In that Sunday afternoon game, I'm not even kidding. Now this is not hyperbole because I tweeted that 30 seconds after it happened. It's now been seven hours. I still feel that way. Should be cu- not caught, cut strong, optioned. He should go to Vegas. Peter Alonso should be called up. That's how ticked off I am about that. But whatever, I'll save that for the you know WFAN. So my point is, there's a lot, and I, I like to watch other things. I like to watch TV shows, and so the problem with NXT is that. How much wrestling are you supposed to watch? So I don't deny that it's probably not amazing. I'm sure it is. But to really enjoy pro wrestling, in my opinion, it's not just watching a match and thinking it's great. It's knowing the character. It's seeing the build. It's enjoying the development. And if you can't invest the hours into watching it, you're not going to enjoy it. So that's my defense of why I have not gotten in to NXT. Anyhow, uh, this has been a... What was the name of the pay-per-view again? Oh, yeah. Money in the Bank Instant Reaction. You'll have more instant reactions, plus some special, specific podcasts that we've been working on that you'll hear in the next, coming, next couple of weeks. Uh, thank you for listening. You will not hear more than 45 seconds of wrestling talk on the Midday Show, which I'm sure makes some people very, very happy. Have a tremendous day. And remember, don't miss the Midday Show with Joe Beningo and Evan Roberts, Monday through Friday at 10 a.m. Bye.